Minister's Log. COVID outbreak. March 20th, 2020. We're now looking at our third of five in a series of how we can respond and things to remember in the middle of this COVID-19 outbreak. A couple of days ago, we talked about compassion as the C in COVID. Then there was opportunity. And today we find ourselves talking about vision. When the Israelites were brought out of Egypt, do you remember what they started doing almost immediately? So you have the deliverance of the, of the Red Sea, where God brings the people out of slavery, and he brings them into the beginning of this new journey towards the promised land. And we're told in Exodus 16, verses 1 through 3, this is how the people responded. The whole congregation of the Israelites set out from Elam, and Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai. On the fourteenth day of the second month, after they had departed from the land of Egypt, the whole congregation of the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. See, I think that this passage highlights how attracted we can be to the familiar. Sometimes things don't even need to be better or worse. They just need to be different for us to feel disoriented, for us to feel like I would rather go back to the normalcy of what was before, even if it was worse. See, there's something about human nature that keeps us from really embracing newness new opportunities, new change. Yesterday we talked about opportunity and the opportunities that we can find in the middle and in the midst of this. But today we want to be talking about vision, developing a kingdom vision. One of the things that we need to make sure that we keep at this time is a vision for what God can be doing through the opportunities he's providing with us. Eugene Peterson once wrote, Kingdom requires a total renovation of our imagination so that we are able to see what our eyes do not see, so we are capable of participating in what will not be reported in tomorrow morning's newspaper. See, that's the space where we as Christians live and spend our time are, are in doing things that are so not newsworthy, but they are worthy of the kingdom of God. And so as we think about opportunity as it leads into vision, one of the things we ask ourselves is, how do we have a vision for what we can be doing in this current setting to give God the glory? See, I think it's so easy for us sometimes to be so blinded by what we can't do, what we're unable to do, what's being postponed and what's being canceled, that we can become so consumed by those that we forget to ask the question, what can we be doing? What ought we be to, to be doing and what must we be doing? So I want to give two examples of ways that we can be developing or examples of ways people have developed this vision for the kingdom, even in the midst of a time like this. 
So the first example comes out of our very own experience last Sunday. Did you know that we had 170 people who virtually participated in our services? Now, that's not 170 people. It's actually 170 devices. And I'm assuming somewhere along the way, there were multiple people behind some of those devices, which means if that's the case, the irony of last Sunday, where we only met via live stream, is it was probably our largest attended worship service, albeit virtually, albeit very different. But there are opportunities for the kingdom in the midst of this current context. So I think there's something to be said for the idea of, of, of a discomfort threshold. A discomfort threshold basically puts our desire in relationship with the discomfort we have to go through to do something. So some of us, for certain activities, we will have a very high discomfort threshold. So for example, you check the weather. It's minus five degrees. For some of you, you're still going to go and watch that football game live because you desire it so much. That discomfort threshold isn't going to hold you back because you have a greater desire to be there. For me, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to watch it on TV, and I'm going to eat popcorn because it's, it's not something that I'm willing to make myself that uncomfortable for. And as we do new things, we, we tend to find that those new things have a higher discomfort threshold. The other day, Jerry and I were looking at going to a new restaurant, and as we drove by, we looked in, and it didn't even look like there was anybody there. And we decided to go somewhere else because it was enough of a discomfort threshold that we weren't going to go and see if it was open and wonder whether it was good because there was no one else there. See, one of the things about our online format right now is it has a very low discomfort threshold. People in our community who may never come and visit us in person may choose to visit us online. So there's an opportunity, if we have a vision, for God to use a new context in a new way. The second example comes from a long time ago, from 1918, when there was the Spanish influenza epidemic going around America. This is a story that was shared by John Mark Hicks on Facebook, but it's taken from the Gospel Advocate on October 24th, 1918. And, and it talks about how even though they had uh, canceled or suspended worship services for two Sundays, that's October 20th and October 27th, 1918, the Russell Street Church of Christ did not close its doors. Instead, it decided to respond. A large part of the population is afflicted with Spanish influenza, the article reads. Many people are dying of the disease. Here in Nashville, our friends and our neighbors are dying. Some it appears from the want of attention. The Russell Street Church of Christ opened its doors to the effect afflicted and are using the Sunday school rooms for a hospital, as was announced in our column last week. The church was fortunate in securing a trained nurse, a member of the Church of Christ, to direct and to help the sisters of the church in caring for the patients. Many of the patients have contracted pneumonia and evidently without careful nursing and attention could not have recovered. It is encouraging to note how faithfully and efficiently a number of the Christian women have nursed the sick back to health. No sacrifice was too great for them to make. The church has been open day and night.
members of the Russell Street Church of Christ left their places of business, got into their automobiles, and went into the homes of the poor and the afflicted, and carried the sick to the church hospital. The 11th Street and the Chapel Avenue Churches of Christ did much to advance the work. Members of the church not only gave their time and money, but they fed and nursed all who came under their care. Again, that's quoting from the Gospel Advocate, October 24th, 1918. There are so many ways to look at this situation. My prayer is that God helps to open our eyes, to give us a vision of how God might be able to use us in this new context in a way to use it for His glory and to use it for the sake of His kingdom. If you have any ideas of ways we can be ministering, make sure you reach out. Uh, yesterday, the elders posted online that, that if you're aware of somebody who's struggling in a job situation, uh, please contact Rod Cullingworth. He's going to serve as our, our point person for the needs that we become aware of. But if you come up with an idea of, of something you think we can be doing as a church to respond, to minister to our community, to show our vision for the kingdom, make sure you contact the church office so that we can be doing the very special thing that God has in store for us at this time.